Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, July the 1st, and we are reading from the big book on page XIII, the forward to the first edition. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jessica G., 12 Traditions, Katie G., and readers of the text, Judy F. and Wendy M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, June the 30th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 14893, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 14894. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is Jessica G. in Central Florida. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Jessica G. And now Katie G. will read the 12 traditions. Hey, Lynn. Katie G. Uh, good morning, everyone. Recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. 
the 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never to be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Lynn. I pass. Thank you, Katie G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we're on page XIII, forward to the first edition, the first paragraph. I will now ask Judy F. to read for us. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Lynn S. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. This is Judy F. I am a compulsive reader, recovered from Massachusetts. Great to be here. Forward to the first edition. This is the forward as it appeared in the first printing of the first edition in 1939. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show how other Alcoholic, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentic, 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 
Yes. <laughs> Authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. So yes, wow, this is such a packed paragraph for me. First of all, um, you know, there's 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So, which it's amazing that um, they have recovered. And when I think of recovered, it's on page 85, it talks about um, at the bottom of 84, we will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes as a miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality safe and protected. The problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. So that's recovered. Like I don't, for me today, um, and I've been recovered for almost three decades, I don't think about the food. I don't see it and want it. I used to be driven to have it. Um, it would come into my mind and I would I, no matter how much I tried in my willpower, sooner or later I would pick up my alcoholic foods. And I love that it says seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So it's seemingly hopeless. I felt I was hopeless. I felt desperate. But because there's a loving higher power, it's never hopeless. Never. There's always that hope that God can come in and remove it if I'm cooperating with God and that state of mind and body. So this isn't just about the body and allergy of the body. And it's just not about the mind. It's both. Um, and then it talks about later that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And I learned that in this book that I had um, a malady of the spirit and I had an mental twist and an allergy of the body. So I was very sick. I, I was, I had an illness. It wasn't that I didn't have willpower. And then uh, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered, anything that is italicized, I learned, is very important because it cost extra money um, back then to italicize anything. So, and how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So it's not to read, um, the stories are good for identification, but the steps is how I can recover and how I have recovered by working the steps. So with that, I pass, and thank you. Thank you for letting me read and share. Thank you, Julia. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So for us, that means if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. 
Who would like to share? Harlan G. Reba Lauren and Karen K. Okay, let me tell you who I got. Harlan G, Reva P, Lauren N, Darren K. Amy G. I can take one more. Amy G. I got you. Thank you, Annie. Oh. Anyone else? Okay, Harlan G, you're up, please, followed by Reva P. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you very much for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I look at the first paragraph of the forward to the first edition, I'm reminded that three times in the in this book, we are going to be told why the book exists. Here in the forward to the first edition, it says to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. We'll come back to that. And look at page 45, the thesis line of the book. It says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power, capitalized, God, greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. On page 20 in chapter 2, it says, it is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. What question is what do I have to do? Well, the reason that that's very key is, A, it's consistent. But one of the things that's so vital is it does not say to tell you how you must recover is the, is the main purpose of this book. It's to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. It is a completely different thing. Dr. Howard, who was a psychiatrist in New Jersey, convinced Bill that the book needed to be written in the declarative rather than the imperative. What does that mean? The declarative is, this is these are the steps we took. These are the things we did to recover, rather than these are the things you must do. You do this. You do that. And alcoholics, compulsive overeaters, are not going to respond to that. They are just not going to respond to that. And so when you take a look at this sentence, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book, now the book becomes much more digestible. It becomes more palatable because it's written in that way. And so when we see this, that the alcoholic is a very sick person, for the first time in human history, we are not being told that we're bad. We are not being told that we're lazy, that we lack willpower. We are being told that we're sick, and that is a completely different thing, that we have an illness of the mind and an illness of the body. And this is a whole other direction that the world is taking after this book has been published. And it says here, we are sure our way of living has its advantages for all. And in the chapters to wives, to the family afterwards, and to the employers, we're going to see some very solid examples examples of how this way of living affects everyone around us. This is groundbreaking information, and with that, I will pass. Thanks for allowing me this time. 
Thank you, Harlan G. And Reva P., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Wow, what an amazing paragraph. We, that reminds me, these are people who were where I was, did what I did, thought the way I thought, and they're not doing it anymore. That is uh, amazing. Um, And precisely how we have recovered, you know, it doesn't say we're going to show you how we stopped drinking or we're going to show you in Overeaters Anonymous how to stop eating and manage the weight. Um, It's telling me that we have recovered. And on page 85, that describes what that is. I am, if I do, specifically, following the directions, I can get the same results as these first 100 people. And I can react sanely and normally around food. And I can be placed in a position of neutrality. But more than that, recovery implies this transformation. Like, you know, when I, I actually came into a meeting years ago and I saw somebody who I hadn't seen in a long time and she was recovered. Not only was her body totally different, but the whole aura energy around her was totally transformed. It's a total inner psychic change. And it doesn't say, again, we're going to show you how to stop eating compulsively. We're showing you a way of living that has advantages. This is so much more than a diet club. This is so much more than managing weight and numbers. Um, It's a whole new way of living, change of mind and body. Um, And I love how it says, I'm not going to need further authentication. Like, I don't have to figure it out. I don't have to try to find out, is it really going to work? Let me see. Let me ask a million questions to death. You won't need any more proof because we who wrote the book are living examples that this works. If I do what they did, I get what they got. And um, it's just so hopeful. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Lauren N., it's your turn, followed by Darren K. Please go ahead, Lauren. Thank you, Lynn. Lauren N. from New York here. Um, wow, I, I am so moved by we, we have recovered and we can show others how to do this, this, how to be recovered. This is an incredible paragraph that shows, that tells me that I am not alone, that no matter how alone I feel and no matter what my mind tells me, I am not alone in this disease, that this disease exists in my mind and in my body, but not in my soul, and that we can recover if we are willing to do what, what this book tells us to do. And it's not even that the book tells us You must do this. It's the book tells us what we have done. 
and what others in this program have done in order to get better and feel better and to stay out of our internal voice that tells us that we're never good enough. We have recovered by doing these individual steps as well as by holding on to the fellowship and the love of God that we get to learn that what's in our brains is broken. And only with this reminder can I remember that daily. And thank you very much. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren N. Darren Kay, it's your turn, followed by Annie G. Please go ahead, Darren. Good morning. Um, I'm a compulsive eater. My name is Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York. I love it that we go through these uh, forwards because they're so important to me. Um, the most important thing that really sticks out for me is, um, like others have said, is precisely how we have recovered. Not only it cost more, some of these italicized are is actually what Dr. Bob and Bill W. actually quote unquote said. Clearly said. Um, and I, I, I'm recently, I would say the past um, nine months have been in that sentence, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I, um, I'm just, I feel like I'm living a dream. Um, not a pink cloud. I, when I go to, when I go to uh, make my lunch, I have to go look on my food plans to see what I, I wrote down for that day. I mean, before that would never would have happened, and, and it's just the beginning. Um, also, the sentence that says many do not comprehend that an alcoholic is a very sick person. And this has really helped in my step work, especially in four and five and six, seven and eight, is knowing, you know, what my part is and knowing in, you know, that the, uh, these resentments that were there, that part also is the, the part of the mind and my heart and my soul is I am not reliving them anymore. They, they have been set free. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen Kay. And Amy G., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. So the word precisely, how we have recovered precisely, when I looked it up in the dictionary, you know, the words for a complete accuracy. So here, here we are in the beginning of the big book, and it's telling us that we know with complete accuracy how to recover from the disease of compulsive overeating and alcoholism. And I think that since we're here at the beginning, it's important for me to remember that I don't need to edit. I don't need to change. I don't need to think I know more. I have the precise instructions. 
It talks about it on page 50, uh, 58 and how it works. We beg, uh, some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. We beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. So here we are at the start. And it's a reminder to us that, you know, all of my ideas and my way of living my life got me dying of this disease of compulsive overeating, dying desperate and doomed. You know, that's where I was. And here we are at the beginning saying, we have the instructions. They are precise and we know that they work. We don't need further identification. And that if we are willing to do what these, these steps ask us to do, that we will be recovered. And there are many of us in the line who have done exactly that. And we are exactly recovered. And I just want to reach out to the newcomer and say, you know, we have to let go of our old ideas. That's what I had to do. And even what I thought I knew after five years in Overeaters Anonymous, I didn't need to create any instructions of my own. They're here. They work. And we have many of us on the line that says, come join us. We can show you the way through the instructions, the precise instructions on these precise instructions in this book. To me, that just offers so much tremendous hope. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to edit the instructions. I just need to follow them and do them. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later, we are on the forward to the first edition, page XIII, the first paragraph. So the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, thank you, Charles. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. So for us, that means you shared yesterday or the day before. Please step back and let let others have their turn. And if everybody could say their name just once, that helps me hear everyone. So I did hear Charles H. Who else would like to share? Barbara E. Anyone else? Tom A. Okay. Harry N. Sorry, I missed the first name. Harry. Could you spell it for me, please? T is in terrific, E-R-I. Thank you, Terry. Sharon B. Okay. One more, if there's anybody out there. Anita J. Great. Okay, thank you. I have Charles H., Barbara E., Tom A., Terry N., Sharon B., and Anita J. Good morning, Charles. Please go ahead. Thank you, Lynn S., for your service. Um, Charles H., a recovered compulsive overheater. Precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. This reminds me of page 45, where it shows me, it tells me, and it shows me as well that, you know, um, I'm going to, it's going to show, enable me to, to, to receive from a power greater than myself that can solve all my problems. So I, I want to take this, you know, so, so all right, I'm, I'm precisely to the best of my ability following these instructions. You know, and I get, I get through my amends process. I'm starting to live in 10, 
and then I go to page 84, and I stop following the instructions precisely. I stop doing 10 steps. I rest on my laurels. I mean, it happens. It has happened to me several times, and, and you will hear me speak that. Um, if I'm not dead sleeping um, 3 in the morning, I'll take a 10 step from anybody. And I was one of those guys that were resistant and saying, that's for sissies. Well, let me tell you, this sissy can use that thing, sever- and it, it really, it really, really works. I mean, some, some people that I wanted to do some things to, I'm, 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 I'm actually hugging them and, 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 and inviting them into my life and just trying to minister to them in a loving way. And that is a result of precisely following this book. Spiritually imperfect, because to tell you the truth, there's, there's some 10 steps that still slip under the crack because I'm human but I'm, I'm trying to improve my conscious contact. I'll give you a quick analogy. So after work yesterday, you know, I go play basketball, and, and the kids, they don't let up on me because they just, they just don't let up. And they were kicking our butts. I mean, we lost like three games straight. I was playing against two sharpshooters. And, you know, I had to use my – you know, this is how important the fellowship is to me. You know, I had to use the assets on my team to get that win. And I had to surrender that I'm not the man. You know, there's no, there's, Michael Jordan said there's an I in win, but there's no I in team. And that's how important the fellowship is. Precisely means, when I do a 10 step, it don't mean just to do it with God. Oh, I know God and, and this and that. Now, God's kids, God's creation, you know, it's important for me to precisely follow this program. If I think I'm all that in a bag of chips, the relapse started already. My grand sponsor said that last Friday, and it's so true. If I don't continue this book, I'm not precisely following it. Spiritually imperfect, you know, and I can't, I can't give you a number of 10 steps that you can do, but I know that if I'm human, i got a few of them every day. So with that, I pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Charles H. Barbara E., it's your turn, followed by Tom A. Please go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service, and happy July. Well, as a longtime member of Overeaters Anonymous, I can tell you from the inner ear of my heart that this book, this blue book, does offer a solution to my eating problem. I thought I was a bad person, and I learned in here, I'm just a sick person trying to be well. And if I follow this book and what the directions precisely, exactly, without deviation, I will commence to have a new life, a new design for living. And as soon as I can say, that I am recovered, I know my world changed in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure, in the face of the human COVID virus, in the case of the race riots, in the case of my family getting older, in the case of my worrying about my children. I had found a new power, a new peace and happiness, and this direction flowed into my, my heart and my mind. And I have ceased fighting anything 
or even my desire to compulsively overeat. And I am a volume compulsive overeater. But today, if tempted, I recall from it like a recoil from it like a hot flame. My whole attitude toward my desire to eat has been given me without any thought or effort. And what did I have to do? I had to follow the tools and the steps precisely. When my sponsor said, do this, do that, do this, I would say, but, 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 and if she, and she said, Barbara, if you keep saying but, all you'll get is a big but. So I stopped saying but, and I started saying yes, ma'am, ma'am. And after 23 years and going from a size 24 to a size 2 or 4, I don't even care anymore what it is, I have recovered. I go to bed recovered every night. And I wake up an addict every morning and grateful to be alive and grateful to have this program of recovery because I promise you it works. And when we look back, we will realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands, whatever we interpret God to be, is better than anything we could plan. And I call my God, know me. And you can spell it N-O-M-E, as in not me, or thank you, or K-N-O-W, me. You do know me. Thank you. I pass. Have a beautiful first day of July. Thank you, Barbara E. Tom A., it's your turn, followed by Terry N. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for the great service in this meeting. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, like to focus on the the word we and the precise instructions. I think the, both those things are really helpful. Uh, I've been in OA a long time and came from AA, and so I had some familiarity with the big book. And I appreciate how we use the big book and our own literature to uh, understand our disease and to recover. And uh, the thing about we, for me, is that that's a long, slow journey to accept the we. It's a disease of isolation, and it keeps wanting me to be different than or separate myself out from the herd. And I keep, keep hearing that if I stay in the middle of the pack, I do a lot better than when I'm out on the edge, uh, whether I'm in behind or in the beginning. But it's hard to get to the middle of the pack, I think, for some people. And and in our 12th step, where we carry the message, while these are the precise instructions, I think Dr. Bob said that the love and service is our code, and we all know what love and service is. And so when we apply the precise instructions, we do it with love and service, not with uh, kind of... uh, I know because I don't know what somebody else needs or what their higher power wants for them. And so each person is putting in the key of willingness the best they can on that day. And what I learned for myself is, and I was thinking about this this morning, that uh, I'm an introvert. I really prefer one-on-one conversations, uh, big group events. If I have a choice between going to a party with 20 people and going, having uh 
coffee with someone. I'd rather go have coffee with someone. Uh, and it's taken me a while just to be comfortable in my own skin with that. And some of my eating was just because I grew up uh, uncomfortable and I began to numb myself. And just like they say in uh, AA that it's a family disease, my experience, compulsive eating is a family disease. And so we have to heal the wounds. I have to heal my wounds from my family experience so I can get to a place where I can love uh, everyone, including my parents and my family. And then I can begin to love myself. And I can't do that without a higher power. Uh, I have to get outside myself. And so the group and a higher power give me a source of love uh, and that's really what we do with each other. We, the precise instruction is that we need each other. And if we practice these steps, uh, then our hearts get more able to love and more open. And we don't have to eat uh, compulsively or insanely because we love ourselves in a new way. So I'm grateful to be here. Yep, grateful to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to share. Thank you, Tom A. Terry N., it's your turn, followed by Sharon B. Please go ahead, Terry. Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N., calling from New Jersey. Um, grateful to be on the line, grateful to be a part of this meeting. The we, everybody's been pointing out the we, and I have to say, again, I'm very grateful for the people on this line who are teaching me about this book and grateful for an amazing sponsor who has been so kind and just, it's amazing. I'm very grateful for that. And I, looking at the, the hope, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and what struck me was that I'm not hopeless today, and which is such a blessing. I, I don't feel hopeless, and I sure did. I sure did feel hopeless. And by following the, the directions in this book, you know, people I've heard share about being recovered in a recovered state. And in somewhere else in the literature, in another book, uh, it talks about, you know, the, the, what it means to have that spiritual awakening, which I guess is, you know, that's what I would interpret as being recovered, that I'm now able to, now, I have now become able to do, feel, and believe that which I could not do before on my unaided strength and resources alone, that I've been granted a gift which amounts to a new state of consciousness and being. And I've had experiences in my life recently where I see that at work, and it's truly a miracle that, um, you know, with, with God's grace and power, I'm able to like just to to live life, and because I used to say all the time, I live life on life's terms. Well, I'm not able to live life on life's terms <laughs> without God and the people in this fellowship. I, I need all the help I can get, and it's it's working. And I think the biggest blessing is to share is that I no longer feel hopeless. And I do like that it says, you know, this way of living has advantages for all. And I was thinking if I live this way of life, everybody around me is at an advantage <laughs> because, you know, I'm 
able to act as a better person and be who God intended me to be all along. So thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Terry N. Sharon B., it's your turn, followed by Anita J. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Sharon, and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. So grateful to be here and so grateful for the existence of this group. Um, When I listen to the uh, response that Star Zero gives me and tells me how many people are on this call, boy, do I feel like we. You know, we're all in this together. Over 400 people are on this meeting right now from all over the world. And I'm getting goosebumps just knowing that, feeling that. That being said, a number of my fellows um, spoke about statements that I originally wanted to talk about. <laughs> so, um, so I'm grateful there are more statements here that that I can hone in on. Um, with just as much authentication. Um, I love that word. Um, Today I'm an authentic person because I have that ability um, because of the guidelines that this Godsend book has given me. Um, This book has brainwashed me because my brain needed washing. And that's all it needed. It needed some cleaning up. And my personality is completely rearranged. Having become the person I was meant to be today because I, as my sponsor has told me, I allowed myself to be brave enough to follow the directions of her, her sponsor, and her sponsor sponsor, and, and the directions to this big book. Don't think about it. Just do it and then ask questions. Um, And once I started following that model, miracles occurred. So for example, back in January, I was starting step four. Took me a few months to get through it. That's time, please, Sharon. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great day and happy July, everyone. Thank you, Sharon B. Anita J., it's your turn. Good morning, Anita. Hey, good morning to you. Um, This is Anita J., gratefully recovered in Massachusetts. Recovered. How, How we recovered 
I want to tell you something. I've been in since 1978, and I never thought I'd be part of the we. That was the terminal uniqueness I had. I didn't know that. Maybe everybody else did, but I didn't know. I didn't know that what was keeping me from entering that broad highway with everybody shoulder to shoulder. That's a bunch of weeds walking down that road. I was doing it. I had the brakes on. It it was, um, it, it took about 36 years to totally let go of the brake and just glide with everybody else. Well, trudge is a more accurate word. What was I hiding from? I don't know, but I've come to see Anita, would you like to meet Anita? Would you like to meet the real lady, the real little girl who grew up? And guess what? She's a wonderful person. There's no, it's just smoke and mirrors, all the fears I had. And um, I'm just like everybody else. And, you know, I really wanted to, you know, I'm now living in this independent living place. And uh, thank God I have this program because they feel sorry for all of us and they keep throwing, I'll open up something and they threw in a piece of cheesecake, for God's sake. They threw in this and they threw in that. That used to be the kiss of death for me, you know, uh, the unexpected thrown in. Well, I had to eat it. What was it doing there? You know, thank you, God, that um, when I followed the WE program, those are just irrelevant. There's another, it's like a speck in there that doesn't belong, and I could toss it. I could toss it. You know, how I toss, how we learn how to toss what we don't need. And I just filled with a lot of gratitude. And so I will leave everybody today with this wonderful thought, this paragraph in this big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita J. We have time for two or three more shares. So please remember if you're scared. Thank you, Leah. Yesterday or the day before, just to take a step back and let others have their turn. So who else would like to share? Jolene D. Okay, I've got Leah S. and Jolene D. We might have time for one more if anybody would like to. Leah M. Great. Okay, thanks. We have Leah S., Jolene D., and Leah M. Please go ahead, Leah S. First of all, I beg your pardon. I interrupted you. (laughs) My name is Leah S., and good morning to everyone. Um, Okay, so this is seemingly hopeless. This is the way I came in. I came in like a very sick person, physically, mentally, spiritually, And um, I did not know that. And the answer is right here. The main purpose is the consistency of new ways of living. Things that used to not work for me, I am now implementing. But I am implementing them consistently, just as the big book is telling me, according to the 12th 
steps. And um, they're saying no further authentication. Well, we have people who are recovered for years and years. I have met people who I are unbelievably um, uh, uh, calm and 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 seem to know what they're doing and what they are uh, about to do. This is like real authentication. So I have replaced food with people, and I have replaced fear with my higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah S. And Jolene D., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Press star one, Jolene. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I finally did it. Good morning, everyone. It's Jolene D. from upstate New York. Um, so the, the seemingly hopeless state is something that I seemingly ignored for a seemingly long time and thought, you know, as we've heard so many people say that we could fix it ourselves. And um, I've had a wonderful opportunity the past few weeks to talk to lots and lots of fellows. And, you know, when we talk, the question we ask ourselves and ponder is, how do you get from here to there? And the answer, which I never knew before until I did it, is right here, right? So um, when I talk to people who haven't read the book or haven't read it in a long time or who don't listen to the calls in the morning, I gently urge them, well, that's where the answer is. You know, this is where you find it and where you find it with a fellowship. And uh, Leah, before I did the same thing, I uh, couldn't find the food, so I found the fellows, I found the friends, I found the activities. I was such, I was so willing to literally do whatever it took. I didn't take any BS when I thought about that. I had come in listening to 90 meetings in 90 days. I lurked in the back and I listened to every single one of you. And I thought, 10,000 people can't be wrong or 20,000 people can't be wrong. And when I told myself that something clicked, there's got to be something I'm missing. And they wouldn't be talking about it otherwise if it wasn't the case. What if I just explored it? What if I did? And so I did. And that's the beauty of this book. And, and someone I was talking to, we were talking about how it's very, very quite possibly the voice of God coming through Bill's hand when he wrote this one this was penned because it's still so valuable today. So while many don't comprehend that the alcoholic is very sick, we have to understand that about ourselves. We have to be honest enough to uh, know that that is the case and do whatever it takes and listen to the words and talk to the people and read the words and find God. And God will appear and you will hear him and you will see him and you will feel him in so many different ways. And when he does, you're on your way. That's all I have this morning, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Jolene D. And Leah M., good morning. Good morning, and thank you for your service. It was 1987, January 1987, when uh, I walked into a facility which uh, was locked, and I had a plastic wristband on my left wrist. Um, I had been compulsively overeating 
um, seeking ease and comfort in cellophane bags and bakery boxes um, and self-destructing, you know, to the point of almost death. Um, and someone in whom the problem had been solved cracked open this text and brought it to life for me. And I left that conversation with something I came in without. I left with hope. You know, it was in 1939 when they decided upon a book which would tell other alcoholics the great news, and that's the essence of the experience of those who authored these pages. And, you know, we keep passing uh, the message down. And, um, you know, there's no limit on God's grace. Those who recover aren't special. We don't have special credentials. We haven't been appointed by anybody. Against all odds, I was supposed to destruct, self-destruct, and die. Um, but as a result of these instructions, you know, which the big book clearly uh, directs me step-by-step, sequence-by-sequence for solving my problem with compulsive overeating, which is exactly what I tell the next person. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and the big book uses recovered because that word shows a complete change, a transformation in one's attitude, ideas, and emotions. I'm not the same person I was in 1987. I have been transformed, reborn, you know, and, and that is a great message of hope. You know, when I get on this line every morning, I'm very charged up, you know, listening to all these voices that wrap the globe. It's like pieces of a mosaic that when put together form a picture of hope. It should be a message of hope because it means that all of us, whatever our race, wherever your location, whatever your creed or color, we are all the children of a living creator with who we can form a relationship if we are willing and honest enough to try. I have a responsibility for my recovery. That's for darn sure. You know, um, I've undergone a profound alteration in my reaction to life as a result of these steps. I've tapped into an unsuspected inner resource that I never knew existed. You know, I came in against all odds. I was supposed to self-destruct and die. There's no question about that. I had no tools for living, no ability to cope with life. I had a rough time living. My personal transformation has been profound experience since 1987, and it continues to evolve. And I continue to get thrilled beyond uh, belief when working with other people and watching their lives transform the same way my life transformed. And that's that's a message of hope and possibility for everybody. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. Thank you to everyone who shared this morning, and thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Wednesday, July the 1st, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 14902. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Wendy M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. I'm Wendy M., recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.